Hello everyone and welcome to the Talk Music Podcast, where we chat everything and anything related to the world of music and occasionally focus on topics a little bit unrelated. My name is Scott Kelly. I am a drummer turned comedy singer-songwriter and apparently now a podcaster. You're going to hear me chat to many different people, but more often than not, it will be fellow musicians having conversations about their careers and lives within, arguably, the greatest art form in the world. And you get this for free each and every week on scottcowie.com, on Stitcher Radio, and now on iTunes. So please rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, let them know what's going on over here. But for now, enjoy the show. Guest this week in the podcast, Kyle Gass. And what a run we've had in the last few weeks, interviewing everybody from Chris Jericho, Jacoby from Papa Roach, George Clinton, Bizarre from D12 to name but a few. You guys have been amazing. Please continue to do what you do. Share, tweet, retweet, all of those things and all of the social media to help get the word out there. Because the more that you do that, the more we can keep this thing for free each and every Thursday on scottkiwi.com and those respective social media sites. And a big thanks as well for emailing me and uh, Facebooking me all the different questions for Kyle. I get through the majority of them, okay? So I did my very best and I really appreciate you guys doing it. Uh, It's a brilliant podcast coming up. Do me a favour, go on to iTunes and go on to uh, click on Kyle Gas Band or type in Kyle Gas Band. You have to listen to his new album. This isn't a cheap PR line, okay? I genuinely prefer Kyle Gass's band to Tenacious D. That's how good they are, okay? Really, really like them. The album drops on April 20th, okay? So check it out. They've got a European tour coming up, and the UK date is the 1st of May, and it's in London. Now, I'm going to read out all the dates of the European tour at the end of the podcast, okay? But support Kyle's new band, because they are awesome. You guys will love them, and you're going to love this interview. And thank you again emailing me in... Your love advice questions. Do you, do you, do you need love advice? Do you have a broken heart or pubic lice? Oh, oh, love advice. Some people say that Nora Germain is a useless human being. Some people say that Nora Germain is terrible at music. Some people say that Nora Germain is scum. I say Nora Germain is my friend. And I am sticking up for her. Nora Germain, how are we? That's great. Glad we're off to a nice warm start. It's it's great, isn't it? We're just off the back of a couple of very successful weeks answering people's questions regarding love advice. Um, So we're going to continue with it. Are you happy to help me in the love advice column thing? Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorite parts of my life. Great. Here we go. Hi, Scott. Uh, Email. uh, I'm I'm starting to read out the emails, obviously, everyone. Hi, Scott. My name is Amanda, and I am 25 years old. Say hi, Amanda. Nora. Hi, Amanda. First of all, love the podcast. Listen every single week on iTunes. Anyway, my boyfriend stinks of pish, and I don't know how to tell him. Any advice? He what? He stinks of pish. What is that? Pish, uh, urine. Oh. All the time? Um, well, she puts down, P.S., when I say he stinks, he really fucking stinks. 
Maybe uh, suggest um, a shower. Maybe buy him a nice cologne. But maybe he should take more showers. Uh, they could take more showers. Right, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll do the... <laughs> imagine you're Amanda and you're saying to the guy, so what would you say... Give it word for word what you would say to him. So you're sitting down on the couch, you guys are watching um, Friends, and you have to say what Amanda would say to her, to her boyfriend. Go for it. Why don't you take a shower right now? That's what I would say. But that's not very subtle. You're going to have to be nice about it and then, you know, lead, lead it into no, I think No, I think she shouldn't be that subtle about it because if he really has a problem, maybe she should just tell him, you know, straight up. Right, so just say, take, yeah. a, take a shower. I think you should shower, you know, more, more often with better soap and use this cologne and do your laundry more. And then we can watch Friends. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would tell him. No, I would, I would tell him. And uh, you know, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. Okay, we're going to email number two. Are you ready for this, Nora? Oh yeah. Hi, Scott. My name is Thomas. I am forty-seven and from Oakland. Oakland, California. That's the one. Wow. That's great. Right, okay. Anyway, Thomas continues. My girlfriend is very mean to me. Her name is Julie. We have been dating for four years and we have lived together for six months. She won't let me play with my Batman toys when her friends are around. She calls me a joke and yesterday she said... You're an embarrassment to be around, especially when you wear a cape and mask and make fake gun noises directed at my friends while you hide under the coffee table. It really hurts my feelings when she says this. What should I say to her? Uh, okay, uh, Thomas, was it? Yes, from Oakland. Thomas, you have to find a woman who has a love for Batman too. So that when you are hiding under the coffee table with your cape and shooting at people, then she can team up with you and she'll shoot at them too. That's what you need. Uh, with with someone, someone who's got that love, that passion, that childhood spirit. Okay, great. Uh, so dump your girlfriend is what... Definitely, definitely, okay, definitely. Okay, so despite the fact that you're living with this woman, Nora suggests that you uh, leave her. There you go. Well, look you, could, look, you could move out and find a beautiful woman and get a Batmobile in a Batcave with her. Or you can stay in your apartment where you get reprimanded for just having some imagination. That's, I, I tell you what, it's a very convincing argument. It's very convincing. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. This is why we get you on this. This is why. Okay, if you ever well, need you. if you ever need proof as to why Nora Germaine does this on a week to week basis, refer to the last answer. Here we go. Now we're continuing. We're on a bit of a roll. Here we go. Email number three. Twa, as they say in Germany. Hi Scott, my fiance is getting really aggressive towards me. He shouts at me for not cleaning the kitchen properly, and last week made me crawl around the flat while barking like a dog because of it. 
I'm sorry, that's not funny. Sorry. At eight, insensitive. At 85 years old, I don't need this. He is quite intimidating for an 18 year old. What should I do? How old is she? How old did she say she is? She is 85 years old. And she's crawling around on the floor barking like a dog. Yeah, because the aggressive fiancé is making her do it for not cleaning the kitchen properly. So you're an 85-year-old woman. You're crawling around the kitchen barking like a dog, Nora. What would you do to the 18-year-old that you are about to wed in this situation? Well, let me tell you, I've been there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I've been there. And... (laughs) You know, the only way to get through these things is just, you know, to get into some good old therapy, I think. Um, so, yeah, so your 18-year-old boyfriend. Fiancé, boyfriend, fiance, yep, yep. Needs to go to see Anchor Management Specialist. Have you seen that movie, Anchor Management? It's pretty funny. Um yeah, and you know, you can't be 85 on the floor barking like a dog. I mean, you know, you got to find a nice old man who can serve you breakfast in bed you know the whole thing champagne brunch all all that if the therapy doesn't work i'd say go to anger management therapy and then you know if you find yourself once again on the floor barking like a dog then i think you have to find a new man maybe someone your age you know someone who, who can really uh yeah be there yeah Excellent. Well, what to do is Nora is going to play the violin in a ballad-like fashion, if you could be so kind, Nora, and I will give a rundown as to what the the outcome of all these three emails are, just to clarify. So get your violin and play it now, okay? So play a a short ballad and I will tell you. I'll give a rundown and just to clarify what's happening in the love advice this week. Go for it when you're ready. Okay, here we go. Slow. Okay, so Amanda is 25 years old. Um, your boyfriend stinks, so make sure you uh, buy cologne, I think was the outcome of that one. Um, Thomas, who's 47 from Oakland, uh, find a girlfriend who does like Batman and does have that, you know, the same frame of mind as you, that is accepting of your position. And the last one, uh, which is Margaret, who's 85 years old, Take your boyfriend to therapy, and if that doesn't work out, find a man who's your age and not 18 years old, and stop barking like a dog, I think was Nora's final bit of advice here. Nora's your main on a love advice. That was beautiful, that was beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to cut right now to Kyle Gass from Tenacious T and the Kyle Gass Band. We're going to interview him, and then we're going to be right back with you very soon with Nora Germaine. How's this for a starting pose? It's great. I am joined now by the greatest human being of all time. What? As if. Well, in the top 12. I could be the greatest if I'm smoking a cigarette right now. I would have thought so. Now listen, Scott, these are for serious dieters only. <laughs> Hold for plane. I live next to an airport, Scott! I live next to a train station, so no doubt we'll definitely get um, a couple of background noises, but it adds to the rock and roll feel. How is Kyle Gass doing? I'm doing good. 
I did lose my hair though around 35 years ago. So has, has it been okay ever since? Somebody actually asked me to ask you about a wig, if you'll ever bring the wig back. Um, and I, I thought that's a stupid question, I'm going to bin that. But in the subject, given the subject of hair has come up, are we ever going to see the wig again? The wig, uh, yes, I just wore one uh, for a video we made. And I actually look like, you guys probably don't have them, Captain Kangaroo. I don't know if you want to cross, but uh, a frightening looking fellow that did a children's show many years ago. But yeah, I uh, answer yes, I will be rocking the wig. How better to look younger than to put a wig? I would, I would have thought so. So tell us about the Kyle Gas Band. Yes. How do you like that name? It's a great name. Somebody it's said the earlier. Original. Somebody said earlier it could, could have been perhaps called the Kyle Gas Project, but I like mm -hmm. the Kyle Gas Band. If I'm being honest, so tell us well, about the group. It's interesting that you bring up the Kyle Gas Project because they will also be be uh, debuting in this upcoming video, the Kyle Gas Project. I can't give you any more details, Scott. Okay. Well, we'll just the have Kyle to... The Gas we'll, Project is coming. We'll have to wait and but see for that. I didn't want to call this one. The Kyle Gas Project, of course, refers to uh, the, the motion picture, Pick of Destiny. And that was... Um, that was actually a fictionalized representation. No. There is no Kyle Gas Project. No. Listen to me. <laughs> there is none. Okay. Right, so when you're writing material for all these different projects that you're involved yes. in, how do you decide what material goes in what band? Because obviously we've, we know you from Tenacious D, uh, Trainwreck, well, and the Kyle Gas Band. So how do you decide? You, uh, <laughs> you take the best riffs and then you give those. No, no, it's a different, uh, it's different writing partners, really. Now, of course, <clears throat> there are riffs, I think, that go with different bands. But there has been a struggle occasionally, like, ooh, wait a minute. The D makes buttloads of cash. Maybe I should put that riff over there, because it's more likely to make... The dope. But, you know, yeah. But I write uh, write with different, you know. It has to be written with Jack to be Tenacious D song. If not, it just can't be. You've got the big European tour coming up with Kyle Gaspar, and you're looking forward to that. Oh my God, it's going to be so fun. It's kind of our first. You're unbelievable. Ow. Ow, 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 ow. Do I look like one of the EMF guys? You guys can't see this at the moment, given it's an audio podcast, but Kyle is rocking the back-to-front cap, and he's now turned it sideways, and we need to get a picture of this, ow. in fact. Ow, ow. <laughs> we posted on the website. We really need... That needs to be... Uh, no, we're very excited about the European tour. We played some festivals last summer, and it went really well. And so... Uh, we hooked up with these uh, German managers, and you know Germans, they're very, uh, they can be very aggressive. I, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, you know, I, anyway, we hooked up with these guys and they're gung-ho, as they are want to be, and now we're, we're uh, doing our first little headlining club, smallish club tour, and tickets are going at a very consistently slow pace right now, but it's but consistent. So well, thanks for getting the word out, Scott. Listen, as, as soon as this podcast airs, these tickets are going. I'm confident every single venue across Europe is going to sell. Dude, how big is? It's going to sell like your, that. Is your audience? What's? How oh, big is? 
I'd How far do you go? We are, we are getting, you know, at least one a week, something along the lines of that, at least one listener a week. Um, and my dad listens in and he loves it, you know, so um, it's, it's all going well. But no, we've got an ever-growing fan base. And um, talking of that... Congratulations. Tons of people... I think it's due to your penetrating interview style. I would say at this point. I would have thought so. And tons of people have been on the internet. Facebook blew up today uh, with loads of people want to ask questions. So I'm going to, I'm oh, going to please, ask you yes. some just now. Um, Kev, Kev Sutherland writes in, he said, what advice would you give to young musicians trying to make it in today's industry? Well, it's actually, it's a very competitive time, but it's always been competitive. But I think now's a great time because uh, you don't need the, the corporate paymasters. You can go direct. We have access to everybody in the world now. So uh, work on your jams. Try to uh, capture the imagination and, uh, yeah, be persistent. Excellent. Now, you were being persistent early doors with Jack Black because from what I heard, you guys didn't get on. But tell me if this is true. You guys met in Scotland at the Edinburgh Fringe. Is that right? No. And that was where uh, we, uh, we had a good bonding experience. We were acquaintances before that, though. Right, and is there any we were... truth in the in early days you guys didn't get on, or did you guys just fabricate that for a little bit of a I laugh? Was... No, the, I was a little bit threatened by Jack. He was uh, he was very talented, very confident man, and I was older, and he was kind of the new kid, so uh, I might have been a little threatened, but it, it was the classic, if you can't beat him, join him. So I thought, well, let's just join forces here because... Uh, He's kind of bugging me, but he's really good. So let's see what, what happens there. Was there an instant connection with you guys musically then? I mean, what, can you remember the first song you wrote? Uh, yes, it was a serious song written about... Um, it was a love song about this girl that broke Jack's heart that fell in love with her poetry teacher. I forget the title of it, but uh, we just thought we'd sort of try it out a long, long time ago. And Jack just hated it. I kind of liked it. It was a pretty good song, though. And then from then on, we were kind of embarrassed by it. And then we felt more comfortable being uh, a little humorous, working in a humorous vein. So how did that come about then, the switch to the comedy genre? Did that happen kind of naturally, or did it just happen by mistake? How did it, how did it happen? Well, <clears throat> we, uh, we were doing a small coffee shop kind of uh, cabaret night, and... Uh, we put on a show. Do you remember Sting, uh, Revenge of the Blue Turtles? Or uh, what was that movie? Dream of the Blue Turtles? Do you remember that movie? I do. That was, was that, uh, was that early it was 90s? About a mil- What's that? Was that early 90s, late 80s, that film? Yeah, I think it was, yeah, early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. And Sting, he can be, uh, I think he can, he's a little pretentious sometimes. And, and uh, he was all about, most um, motion pictures or, or, or documentaries are about the end of a group. This one's about the beginning, the start of something new and great. And we just thought it was just hilarious. And so the show was kind of based on that, about forming a new a group. And that's where Tenacious D. And within that show, we actually had three members and we fired one. And uh, we had one song. We had uh, Tribute, I believe. Right, excellent. Now, what kind of influence did you guys have from the comedy perspective? What comedians or comedy musicians influenced you guys? Well, definitely uh, Spinal Tap, I think. we uh, Everyone was kind of blown away by that one. And 
the fact that you could really uh, nail something comedically and musically. Um, but we loved uh, we loved rock and roll and and uh, but we liked different styles. But uh, it just seemed to naturally go together. It was, it was uh, yeah. I don't know who else was funny out there. I don't know. It was a little wide open. I think. On the subject, the spinal tap. Give us a couple of your favorite scenes. Oh, the whole thing's brilliant. I don't know. A couple of favorite scenes. The whole thing's brilliant. No, it's just, it was almost depressing. When something's that good, it's like, oh, yeah. Wow. Well, you can't even really, why would you even do that? It was actually many years. But I thought, um, you know, the duo, I mean, if you go way back, you go like uh, Mother's Brothers or, uh, or uh, Hello, Mother. Hello, Fada. That kind of stuff. Um, you know. But uh, it just seemed to work, I think. I liked uh, I liked kind of the stripped down, um, playing like big heavy songs just on acoustic though. That always seemed uh, very funny to me. Absolutely. Now back to one of the internet questions. Um, where, yes. where did the inspiration come from the song Wonder Boy? And that's from Gary Irvin. Uh, I don't remember. I think it was uh, some characters for, that Jack was floating around. And then I think Nasty Man was from a graphic novel or something at the time. I just thought that would be a fun kind of... Uh, I came up with that riff and it just sounded... Uh, Jack kind of ran with it and came up with the tail. Superb. We've mentioned Spinal Tap. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, obviously the great movie that you guys made, Pick a Destiny. This question is from Adam Warrington. Now he's asking, did you and Jack at any point ever, you know, cops nearly laugh during any of the filming of that? Because if, if you didn't, I don't I don't know how you guys managed to get through that without laughing. Oh, yeah, we laugh constantly. But, you know, when you're doing it, it <clears throat> you hate to ruin a take. You really do. I mean, it's... Uh, and you take a lot of pride in not breaking, but but it is. You do, you do try to make each other laugh. But it's pretty heavy. Uh, there's a lot of people working and stuff. You want to get through it. You want to keep that kind of light feeling, but... Uh, yeah, it's work. <laughs> you can't you can't break it too much. I think when we were alone in the a lot of the car scenes, I think we'd be sort of having a good time in there, and it was pretty hilarious for us. Has there ever been any talk of a follow up? Well, yeah. I mean, I talk about it every day in my brain. I mean, I think it'd be a tremendous idea. I think if there was a good script came along. I encourage all your listeners to submit... Uh, no, please don't do that. <laughs> to submit lengthy scripts. But actually, you know, we reshot the end of that with... Um, with the end of the movie, that whole Dave Grohl thing. Because we screened it and the uh, audience uh, uh, submitted one of those cards, like in a previews or whatever, and said, please, just please have a face-off with the devil, have a battle with the devil. At the end, it's like... But that's so done. I mean, we've seen that. Why would... And then we're like, oh my God, he's right. I don't know who that guy was, but thank you. I thought it was a much better finish than we had. On the subject of Dave Grohl, what, uh, how did you guys end up meeting Dave and begin working with him? Dave, we were doing um, a series of uh, Sunday nights at the Viper Room in West Hollywood, and uh, Dave came to one. And actually, before the show started... We're all nervous, and then he's like, hey guys, I want to check you guys out, have a great show. I'm Dave. Okay. And it's like, of course, Dave's our hero. 
And now we're already nervous. Nelly is enough. Now we got to rock for Dave. But I, we've always been pretty good. We call them fiery hoops. And uh, I guess we did a pretty good show. And, and then, then Dave asked us, I think, to be in his video. He was just, uh, he took a shine to us. Dave took a shine. Hey, listen, it can't be a bad thing at all. No, no. And then uh, we locked him in a room and got us got him to drum for us. And very, uh, very generous of him. Excellent. A lot of people have been asking me to, to ask you your um, your thoughts on the group Flight of the Concords. Oh. Yes. What do they want to know? Um, what do you think of the, the group generally? Oh, they're fantastic. They're the best. No, they're great. They're great. We actually know them. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Really, really funny. Super talented. No competitive at all between us. Yeah. Not a wit. Great, great group. And what do you think overall <laughs> is, has been the uh, the highlight in the career of the D? The highlight? Um, you know, there was one weekend where we um, we headlined, uh, we uh, sold out Madison Square Garden on Friday night and then played uh, musical guest Saturday Night Live the next night. And I felt like, wow, that is pretty cool. It's just so surreal. It's like, yeah, we're just doing it. And it's just, uh, it almost feels like, you know, some, uh, someone else is doing it or something. It's just very, very surreal. But actually, you know, Manchester, we had a gig there, like, like 20,000 people. And it was like a soccer match or something, you know. Uh, it was, whoa, this is, this is pretty real. That's a lot of, that's a lot of beer drinking going on. Now, um, just generally throughout the, the career of the Tenacious D, you guys have collaborated with so many different artists. Is there anybody that you would like to collaborate with that you haven't had a chance to yet? No, no, we don't really like people. <laughs> we, don't like, we don't like hanging out or anything. So, no. But, I guess fantasy-wise, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's always... Uh, yeah, that just sounds too scary for us. We, we're too shy. Hush, hush, adua, you too. That's a great track. yeah. I was surprised to hear that you, were you not on a classical guitar program like years before Tenacious D? Were you not studying a classical oh, program? Oh, no, no. I can't, you know, I just, uh, I just fiddled a little bit. I love classical guitar and, and I did uh, play some. I had to sort of woodshed a little bit to get into U UCLA, but no, I, I've never really very good but I, I love it a lot of more you actually got into more jazz guitar as a youngster I thought that was the way to go what uh, jazz guitarists do you like oh Joe Pass uh, <clears throat> Tal Farlow Barney Kessel Larry Carlton Lee Rittenauer Herb Ellis Charlie Christian uh, Django probably the greatest yeah all those guys Jago Reinhardt was amazing, wasn't he? Absolutely oh my brilliant. God. Oh my God, yeah. I love that there's just a few clips of him. And you have to kind of like, because there's so many yeah, serious fans he has. And you just have to study it because you just don't have that much footage. But, I mean, his whole story is amazing. And, and uh, yeah, tremendous player. So this tour coming up with the Kale Gas Band, what else have you got lined up for the future that you can tell us about just now? Uh, well, we have Festival Supreme. This will be our third year hosting a music comedy festival. 
10, 10, October 10th. And uh, that's going to be uh, that's going to be fun. And I think we got uh, I think we got some festival gigs coming up this summer uh, in Canada and U.S. for the D. KGB has uh, ES Europe tour and just yeah, kind of keeping busy with music. I'm kind of really into making videos. We just made a video for uh, our job to rock, and it, it was so much fun. It was our first one. We did it on the cheap. And uh, hold for plane, Scott. Hold for plane. I live next to an airport. Did I mention that? I... <laughs> Duh. Excuse me. Duh. Pardon me. That had nothing to do with the plane. I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? We were talking about the D performing in the summer. Yes. Yes. And, we were, and then we went on to the subject. You guys, you creating a lot of videos and things of that nature. But let me it's change. Gone. It's gone, Scott. I'm going to change subject because what you guys didn't see was Kyle took a sip out of a mug which I identified as a Beatles mug. It's got the, oh my God. the Abbey Road picture, okay? There, which there gets us out of the subject. Gets us out of the subject of the Beatles very, very nicely indeed. Oh, and I'm an embarrassing thing. You know what I just read was um, uh, tuned in. Have you seen that? The, no. uh, the three-part tome by. Uh, Oh, it's an amazing... I think it's the end. Uh, the end all of the, the bios. Uh, tune in, yeah. It's a great... Mark Lewison. A great book. And it was the first volume. And I just devoured it. And I can't wait for volume two. This guy is quite a historian. He has called all the available. And in a very scholarly way. Is really, really telling the story. And exploding missing things along the way. Please don't ask me to explain right now. Just read it. <laughs> I will but do. yeah, I love those. I love those lads. They're very uh, very inspirational for me. I was kind of the perfect time. I actually watched them. This is how old I am, Scott. I watched them on Ed Sullivan. Really? Four years old. And now I remember one of my first memories because our TV wasn't working properly. Back in the old days, TVs were not very reliable. I'm like, Dad, fix the TV. Because it was, you know, I mean, I think the world stopped in the U.S. when it, was, when it happened. And it was a strange, yeah, memory. And then from then on, it was just, and I had older brothers, too. So they were always playing it constantly. And, yeah, it just kind of got in my DNA. Like that. I tell you what, that might be an idea for the Tenacious D film part two. The idea we of, do our, oh, yeah. the idea of you and Jack as kids growing up. The prequel. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And then, uh, and then you don't have to go to to set at like. You don't have to be in it. You and I could write the script, right? Take all the cash, get two daft kids. Wait a minute. You know what's so funny is I had a, uh, I had a podcast was a a, a interview right before yours, and it went pretty well. And right at the end, I told him Festival Supreme, and he he wanted a gig at that one. And then he also started telling me about his. Monty Python podcast that he wants me to be on. I was like, dude, I just talked to you for 30 minutes and now now you're pitching me? <laughs> but I will write the script with you. So I think this is a good idea. Exactly. I mean, I, some people don't are just... do get me wrong. I think this one is a winning, a winning yeah. idea. If we do it now and I don't give you credit, are you going to sue me? Absolutely not. Some people just interview others. Just They're in it for themselves. However, we just naturally stumbled upon this thing, which is a great career move for us both. <laughs> We write the scripts, right, we sort it listen. out, and then... Um, no write a word, you know they say, write a word, get a third. 
Absolutely. I'm going to have to cut you in for third, I guess. Okay. I don't know. Let the lawyers figure it out. Let the lawyers figure it out. I've actually never heard that saying, but I'm going to use that right award get a third. Love that. Kyle Gas, absolute pleasure. At least in the top... Oh, my God. We're moving. At least in the top 12 of greatest human beings of all time. <laughs> Dude, you're putting me in the top dozen? I would have thought so. comfortable. Because who? if you're going the top, I mean, well, who would obviously be number one? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Dave Grohl in the number one slot. Number two, I don't know Lincoln. I don't know. I think three. I think I come in third. Third after Grohl and Lincoln. Grohl, Lincoln, yourself. Uh, Jack could be in there about twelve, perhaps. Doctor Dr. Drew Pinsky. Doctor Drew Pinsky and Doctor Dre in the top and, five. And all the the surviving members of Sublime. And the Power Rangers. I think that's his run of the 12. <laughs> we did it. We did it. We did it, Scott. Kyle Gass right, and I are going to get starting writing this script right now. You heard it here first, everybody. Kyle Gass on the Talk Music Podcast. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. Go and see this band play in Europe. Go and see the D. It's all good. Amazing interview there with Kyle Gass. I'm going to read out the first leg of their European tour. 24th of April, they're going to be in Berlin. 25th of April, going to be in Hamburg. Hanover on the 26th of April. 28th of April, they're in Essen. 29th in Frankfurt. And the 1st of May, they're in London. And the rest of the European tour dates are on thekylegassband.com. Check it out. Check them out. YouTube them just now. Uh, they've got a lot of live stuff out there. And like I said earlier, 20th of April, the album drops on iTunes. Check it out. Thank you very much to Kyle Gas and thank you to everybody who has um, emailed in questions for Kyle Gas. And a big thank you to a really good friend of mine. I know I say a lot of things that are quite nasty about Nora Germain, but I do genuinely think she's not a bad person. Thanks for that glowing comment. That's nice, isn't it? So you, yeah. can, you can update your website and you can have that as a quote. So when it says, like, Tommy Emanuel saying something along the lines of Nora Germain is a great violin player, when Martin Taylor says Nora Germain's the future of music, you can have Scott Cowie, Nora Germain is not a bad person. There you go. Oh, that's complete. That's perfect. That's It'll a, fit right in there. Yeah, that's the trilogy. That's it done. So, Nora, tell us what you have been up to since I last spoke to you, which was about two days ago. Well, you wouldn't believe this, but I went to my first high school reunion. Yeah, you did tell me this earlier, but can I say what you told me earlier, which wasn't on air? No? Sure. Nora is still quite drunk. Oh, yeah. Well, um... This is legitimate. When we're recording this, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to give the game away. It's 20 past nine at night in the UK. It is 20 past one? Yes. Yes, uh, in America. And Nora is very drunk as we record this. Well, look, I went to a very special high school called Idlewild Arts Academy. And there were a lot of really fantastic artists that went there. And so you know how artists, musicians, dancers, we all kind of, you know like to let loose, you know what I mean. I know what you mean and I know what you like to do in your spare time, but I would just like to point out that when you say we, meaning the collective, the collective doesn't include me. Because for anybody that wants to listen to this or cares at all, I don't drink, I don't do drugs. Nora, however, is the other extreme. The other... Okay, first off, 
I think it's normal to go a little hard on your high school reunion. Also, Great. Uh, Poor choice of words, but continue. Um, I had a lot of fun, actually. I saw a lot of friends that I hadn't seen in a long time. And some of the administration was there. They were drinking, too. Um, it was great. It was a great time. And um, that's what I've been up to. I haven't really done very much since I last heard from you, actually. Well, you're playing violin. Um, for anybody that didn't hear last week's episode, you've been playing violin in London, and that went really well. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about Nora Germain. The Nora Germain brand is growing on a week-to-week basis. Um, it's growing <laughs> on in the sense that you're playing violin all around the world, and you're making a real name for yourself. And, of course, you're making a massive name for yourself and saving lives while you appear on this podcast. Um, of course, I'm referring specifically to the Love Advice column. Yes, thank you for that weekly brand growth. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, listen, it's all good. But I've got some exciting news that I want to tell Nora about because Nora and I are going to be working together at some point this year. I know I said this last week and I was going to give Nora the details, but I haven't had a chance to give the details yet. But stay tuned to scottcowie.com. Follow Nora Germain on Twitter. Follow her on Facebook. But make sure your first port of call is my website scottkiwi.com follow me on twitter add me on facebook and instagram and all that mother jazz and um, thanks very much to kyle gas thanks to nora thanks to each and every one of you for tuning in to the greatest podcast in the world um nora any final thoughts for the listeners um i just love everybody that's there you go that is the drink talking but I'm sure there's a bit of sincerity there that is from the heart and not just the bottle the bottom of the bottle (laughs) which Nora is clearly dependent on (laughs) ladies and gentlemen thanks very much we we will see you guys next week and I promise or I will try to bring you back a co-host that's not pissed Drunk, not Good luck finding someone. Good luck. Nora is legitimately drinking a bottle of Jack Daniels as we record this. <laughs> See you guys next week. <laughs>